Hello everybody and welcome to the Upside of Irrelevance. I'm your host, Ashna, and for today's episode, I'm going to be giving you a rundown of all the books that I read in the month of May. So I started off the month strong with Ignite by Clavelay Farms. I gave this book a five stars and if I sound kind of delirious tonight, it's because it's after midnight, I'm sleepy and yeah, that's the reason. But the synopsis for Ignite by Melanie Harlow is My new neighbor is a firefighter and a scorching hot single dad. But I swear I didn't set off that smoke alarm on purpose. And I was beyond mortified when he rushed in and saw me naked. Nothing happened, of course, because I, Vinnie McAllister, romance junkie and owner of a constantly broken heart, have sworn off men for a solid year. Even protective men with chiseled jaws, bulging biceps, and deep brown eyes that have made my breath come faster. Even former seals with broad chests and two adorable little girls and claim they don't believe in love. Until Dex kisses me one night and I drop all my defences, also my underwear. He says he's not gentle and he's right. He says I should take the dream job I'm offered in another state and he's right. He says he's too old for me and could never be the man I deserve. He's wrong. Dex and I may be 12 years apart, but the fire between us is the kind that will never burn out. How can I convince him to give me a happily ever after? Again, I really enjoyed this book. I gave it a 5 stars. I think that just speaks for itself. But yeah. Then the next book I read was the next book in this particular series. I didn't actually read the first 5 books in the series, but then they're all interconnected standalones. So you can just read them by themselves like I did. But the next one is called Taste by Melanie Hollow, and it's the seventh book on the Cloverly Farms series. The synopsis for this is, The last person on earth I want to be stranded with is Gianni Lupo. But thanks to the blizzard of the century, I'm trapped in a roadside motel with that cocky bastard for two straight days. With one small bed. Some women might thank Mother Nature for delivering a polar vortex that maroons them with six feet of solid muscle. Those deep blue eyes, that sexy grin, but not me. I've known Gianni Lupo all my life and he's never brought me anything but bad luck and trouble. So when the tension between us explodes with enough fiery heat to melt my icy defences, I should have known what the disastrous end result would be. A big fat plus sign. After the snow melts, I'm left with more than just memories of the night we spent keeping each other warm. He might be a rising star on the culinary scene, but he's got no idea how to handle this bun in the oven. He says he wants to do the right thing, but I'm not about to spend the rest of my life feeling like someone settled for me. But just when I think I've got Gianni Lupo all figured out, he gives me a taste of the man he could be, of the family we could become, of the way he could love me if I let him. I'm terrified of falling for him, but one taste might be all it takes. I gave this one a three stars. I just didn't love the main character and I didn't love love interest. The best part about this book was the smart. So, yeah. Then the next book that I read was Coppersmith Farm by Devney Perry. This is the Jamison Valley book series, book number one, and I gave it a three stars. The synopsis for this is, one old farmhouse brought them together. It could also tear them apart. Gigi has uprooted her whole world to start a new life. The unexpected gift of a farmhouse in small town Montana is just what she and her daughter need to escape big city loneliness. The last thing she needs is attitude from the town's sheriff, the most perfectly attractive and ruggedly handsome man she's ever laid eyes on, and a complete jerk. Jess knows all about women like Gigi. 
beautiful, sexy, scheming. She's stolen his sanctuary, the farmhouse that should have been his. But along with a face full of freckles, she's got sharp wit and a backbone of steel. Something he doesn't discover until after making a complete fool of himself. If he can earn her trust and win her heart, he might just find the home he's always needed. And like I said, I gave this a three stars. It just didn't do it for me. But yeah. Then the next one is called The Clover Chapel. This one, I just kind of hate marriage of like fake marriage situations where it's like the whole plot is so fucking senseless. Like if I'm if I accidentally married you in Vegas and then I saw you 10 years later, I fully expect to be divorced from you. And I feel like average human beings have enough decency to do that. But that just simply doesn't happen in romance novels. But that's just me. And I think if it's somebody else's thing, you might like this book. She took a dare and fell in love. Truth would have been the smarter choice. After years of living under her father's thumb, Emmeline is ready to break free. She's abandoned her life as a New York socialite to follow her dream of becoming a kindergarten teacher in a small, wholesome town. Seeing the man that nearly broke her heart was absolutely not what she hoped to find in Prescott, Montana. Nick hasn't seen his Emmy in nine years, but that doesn't mean he's forgotten a thing about the woman he loves. Just one blissful night as man and wife, he gave her up, sacrificing his own happiness to keep her safe, far away from him. But the moment she walks back into his lonely life is the moment he decides to never let her go again. He won't waste his second chance. All he has to do is win back Emmeline's trust, keep her safe from the shadows of his past, and provide to her that taking a wager on him is a sure bet. Provide to her, prove to her, sorry. Then the next one I think was my favorite of the series. And it is called The Outpost. Wait, no. Did I read The Outpost? No. The next one will be the, this one was The Lucky Heart by Devney Perry. And this is about Felicity and what's the guy's name? Silas. So this is about Felicity and Silas. I gave it a four star. I really, really enjoyed this one. But the synopsis for this is, life on his ranch could be their future, if they can overcome their past. Felicity's life story reads like the script to a bad soap opera. Girl's high school boyfriend becomes a drug addict. Girl falls for, be- for boyfriend's best friend. Girl leaves them both behind only to return home years later for murdered ex-boyfriend's funeral. Now she is back in Montana, ready to start fresh. She's got a long list of amends to make and relationships to build, including one with the man who has owned her heart for 16 years. Silas doesn't need much. He's got a great horse, close friends, and the lucky heart ranch. But something has always been missing. He's not an idiot. He knows the missing piece is Felicity. And now that she's returned to Prescott, he's got a second chance to win her heart. This time, the only thing standing in his way is history. Trudging up the past is going to be about as painful as playing tug-of-war with barbed wire. But if they can heal old wounds, he'll get the girl he should have had all along. I really enjoyed this one. I think it was great. It definitely has like the preppy big city girl with um the bad girl with like the dependable guy, which I really enjoyed. It's definitely a change of scene from the rest of the series and I really enjoyed that. The next one, I read The Outpost by Daphne Perry. This is the fourth book in the Jamison Valley and my favorite one so far. The synopsis for this is, trapped in his tiny mountain cabin, she didn't expect to fall for his big heart. Exposing a prominent criminal family with an investigative news report didn't exactly work out the way Sabrina had hoped. 
instead of basking in the glory of her article's success, she's on the run from a powerful man who wants her dead. To stay safe, she's forced to trade one bad situation for another. Stuck in the Montana wilderness, she's secluded from anything resembling civilization or the modern-day world. The only good thing about her situation is the gorgeous mountain man assigned to protect her. Too bad he isn't the slightest bit interested in a girl like her. Bo likes his life quiet and simple. Give him a peaceful day hiking in the woods with his dog, and he's a happy man. He has no use for large city crowds, noisy cities, or dramatic women. So when a hotshot reporter rolls into town, dragging her big-time problems with her, he should have run for the hills. Instead, he volunteered to keep her safe. Bringing her into his world won't be easy. But if he can convince her that Montana isn't as terrifying as she believes, they might just be the perfect match. Again, this one was great. I really, really liked it. And yeah. Then the next one is Weird as Hell. Um, but I read Bully by Penelope Douglas. This is the first book in the following series. And I I gave it a five star. Like now looking back at it, I don't think I would give it a five star. I think it was just like the rush of finishing the book. But I mean, I'm not. I think I would give it like a three star now, maybe. But yeah, that's what I gave it at the time. So I'm not going to change it. The synopsis for this is: My name is Tate. He doesn't call me that though. He would never refer to me so informally if he referred to me at all. No, he'll barely even speak to me. But he still won't leave me alone. We were best friends once. Then he turned on me and made it his mission to ruin my life. I've been humiliated, shut out, and gossiped about all through high school. His pranks and rumors got more sadistic as time wore on, and I made myself sick trying to stay out of his way. I even went to France for a year just to avoid him. But I'm done hiding from him now, and there's no way in hell I'll allow him to ruin my senior year. He might not have changed, but I have. It's time to fight back. I'm not going to let him bully me anymore. I know the synopsis sounds disgusting, but like I'm not into bully romances. But if you, are, I think you'll really, really love this. But I mean, I thought I thought it was okay, and yeah. The next book I read is called Real Players Never Lose. This is the third book in the Boys series by Michaela Smelser, and the synopsis is. I've heard whispers on campus of what a player Terry McAllister is. Most girls on campus are vying to be the one, but guys like him don't settle down. When he overhears that my tuition has been pulled and I'm basically going to be a college reject, he makes an offer I can't refuse. Be his fake girlfriend until graduation so he can get his inheritance. It seems simple enough. I need the money and he needs someone to make him look committed. If one thing is certain, it's that I won't be falling for him. But no one warned me about what happens when my fake boyfriend starts to fall for me. I gave this a five stars, and this also has plus size rep, which is just great. I love that for them. So yeah, I really, really love this book. I think you should just go in to this knowing it, knowing not too much about it, and I think you'd really like it. Then the next one is probably like my favorite read of the month. It's called Better Than the Movies by Lynn Painter, and I enjoyed it so much. Like if you watched the movie. The Duff, then you've basically read this book, but the book is slightly better. Like obviously it is. I love the movie, but the book is definitely slightly better. So Liz Booksbaum has always known that Wes Bennett was not boyfriend material. You would think that her next door neighbor would be a prince candidate for her romantic comedy fantasies, but Wes has only proven himself to be a pain in the butt ever since they were little. 
Bess was the kid who put a frog in her Barbie dream house. The monster who hid a lawn's garden gnome's sever head in her homemade in her homemade neighborhood book exchange. Flash forward ten years from the great gnome decapitation, it's Liz's senior year. A time meant to be rifled with milestones, perfect for any big screen, and she needs Wes's help. See, Liz's forever crush Michael just moved back into town, and horribly, annoyingly, he's hitting it off with Wes. Meaning that if Liz wants Michael to finally notice her and hopefully be her prom date, she needs Wes. He's her in. But as Liz and Wes start a scheme to get Liz her magical prom moment, she's shocked to discover that she actually likes being around Wes. And as they continue to grow closer, she must re-examine everything she thought she knew about love and rethink her own perception of what happily ever after should really look like. This is a YA fantasy. Keep in mind, there's no smut or anything in this. But I mean, I feel like you should just know that going into it because otherwise it does kind of feel like a disappointment because you kind of want them to fuck, but they don't. So that's that. But if, you, if you're into YA romance, I think I really don't think it gets better than this. But yeah, then I read Book Lovers by Emily Henry. Of course, I did. Everyone read this book. And I don't really have a great relationship with Emily Henry books. But this one, I I mean, I quite liked it. I gave it a four star rating. And the synopsis is as follows. One summer, two rivals, a plot twist they didn't see coming. Nora Stephens's life is books. She's read them all. And she is not that type of heroine. Not the plucky one, not the laid-back dream girl, and especially not the straight heart. In fact, the only people Nora is a her- heroine for are her clients, for whom she lands enormous deals as a cutthroat literary agent, and her beloved little sister Libby. Which is why she agrees to go to Sunshine Falls, North Carolina, for the month of August, when Libby begs her for a sister's trip away, with visions of small-town transformations for Nora, who she's convinced needs to be the heroine of Brown's story. But instead of picnics in meadows or run-ins with a handsome country doctor or bulging four-armed bartender, Nora keeps bumping into Charlie Lastra, a bookish brooding editor from back in the city. It would be a meet-cute if not for the fact that they've met many times and it's never been cute. If Nora knows she's not an ideal heroine, Charlie knows he's nobody's hero. But as they are thrown together again and again in a series of coincidences no editor worth the salt would allow, what they discover might just unravel the carefully crafted stories they have written about themselves. I really, really enjoyed it. Like, I genuinely really liked it. I really, um, I really saw myself in Nora Stephens, which is great. It's always great when you see yourself in the main character's shoes. But yeah, I really enjoyed this book. Then the next one that I read was called A Risk on Forever by Ennis Perkins. I gave this a three star. It really wasn't anything new. I, I, it was okay. So the synopsis for this one is When Matthias Phillips imagined the new caretaker for his mother with ALS, the last thing he had in mind was a, was a gorgeous 20-something who didn't look like she had a day of experience in the field. However, However, his mother has always been stubborn, and despite his objections, she's insistent. It's Adelaide Sampson she wants him to hire. After losing her job, Adelaide needs a new gig to continue supporting her family, even if that means working for the overprotective and rude Matthias. Once she earns his trust, though, she gets to see a whole other side of him, a funny, sweet, and sensitive side, a side that she might start to like. Feelings take hold, but soon Adelaide must choose between helping Helen with a secret task or being honest with Matthias. 
got between the woman who feels like a second mother and the man she's falling for, Adelaide must navigate the murky waters of a job that has started to feel like home. This book hurt, actually. It was okay. I gave it a three star. I said that already. Then, love in other words, I gave this book a five star. I feel like I'm not going to tell you what this is about because you shouldn't know at all, at all, at all, at all. But yeah, don't, मतलब don't. You should just go into it without knowing it. Then the next book I read was called Lotus by Jennifer Hartman, and this is check trigger warnings for this book, please. So there's like kidnapping and like a lot of dark things in, going on in this book. But the synopsis for this is: To the rest of the world, he was a little boy who went missing on the fourth of July. To me, he was everything. My heart hasn't been the same since he disappeared, but I've learned to build my life around that missing piece. Twenty-two years later, and the last thing I expect is for that missing piece to come back. His name is Oliver Lynch, and this is his story. This is our story, and this is great. I actually really, really enjoyed this book. I gave it a five star. It was amazing. Then the next book I read was Ugly Love by Colleen Hoover, and I hated it. I gave it two stars. It's a horrible, horrible book, and if you like it, you are entitled to your own opinion. But if you like this book, what are you doing with your life? I'm not even going to read out the synopsis for this because I just cannot bother myself to talk about it. But then the next book I read was Reminders of Him by Colleen Hoover, and this I gave a five star. So Colleen Hoover has turned out to be a very hit or miss author for me, but I'm going to tell you the story, the synopsis of this book, uh, Reminders of Him by Colleen Hoover. After serving five years in prison for a tragic mistake, Kenna Rowan returns to the town where it all went wrong, hoping to reunite with her four-year-old daughter. But the bridges Kenna burned are proving impossible to rebuild. Everyone in her daughter's life is determined to shut Kenna out, no matter how hard she works to prove herself. The only person who hasn't closed the door on her is Ledger Ward, a local bar owner and one of the few remaining links to Kenna's daughter. But if anyone were to discover how Ledger is slowly becoming an important part of Kenna's life, both would risk losing the trust of everyone important to them. The two form a connection despite the pressure surrounding them, but as their romance grows, so does the risk. Kenna must find a way to absolve the mistakes of her past in order to build a future out of hope and healing. And the last book I read this month is called "You Deserve Each Other" by Sarah Hogle. I gave it a three star. I feel like everybody knows what this is about, but this is basically a second chance romance where there is this couple, Naomi and Nicholas, and they go from lovers to enemies to lovers. And Naomi Westfield has the perfect fiance. Nicholas Rose holds open doors for her, remembers her restaurant orders, and comes from the kind of upstanding societal family any bride would love to be a part of. They never fight. They're preparing for their lavish wedding that's three months away, and she is utterly miserable and sick of him. Naomi wants out, but there's a catch: whoever ends the engagement will have to foot the non-refundable wedding bill. When Naomi discovers that Nicholas too has been feigning contentment, the two of them go head to head in a battle of pranks, sabotage, and all-out warfare. But with the countdown looming to the wedding, they may or may not come to pass. Um, Naomi finds her resolve slipping. Because now they'll have nothing to lose. They're finally being themselves and having fun with the last person they expect, each other. I kind of hated this book, but then the last thirty percent kind of redeemed it. So it was definitely a one or two star. But I was like, what the hell? I'll give it a three star. It wasn't anything special. It was kind of cute, but that's it.
and that's all i read in the month of may i really had fun talking to you guys about the books that i read and yeah thank you so much for listening i will see you next time bye bye